Hello, Les Raymond here with the Mindful Movement. Whether you are about to enjoy one of Sarah's beautiful meditations or dive into a podcast interview, I would like to remind our community that the best way to support the Mindful Movement is to support the companies that make this happen. Sarah and I are very picky about the companies we choose to work with, and we are grateful to have the relationships we have and to share them with our listeners. You can learn more about our affiliates through our website by clicking on the Favorites tab. We are excited to have recently added Sunlighten as an affiliate. They make state-of-the-art infrared saunas, and their founder, Connie, came on for a recent interview if you would like to listen. Our Sunlighten sauna has been a family favorite for over a decade. Some of our most popular affiliates are the grounding mats from Ultimate Longevity, which we sleep on every night, and the Apollo Neuro, which Sarah is now wearing daily to help manage stress. When you support these brands, you in turn are supporting the mindful movement and helping Sarah and I continue to devote our time to this passion. Whether you check out these companies or not, I just want to say thanks again and reiterate how grateful Sarah and I both are for all of the support over the years. I hope you enjoy the episode. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to the Mindful Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Les Raymond, and I want to thank you for joining me for another episode. At the Mindful Movement, we are big into self-healing and empowering others to take a little more control in their own healing journeys. And our guest today can speak to that so well. His name is Freddie Kimmel. He's a transformational coach. He is the host of the Beautifully Broken podcast, and he has found a way to navigate through his uh, healing journey through metastatic cancer, Lyme disease, and mold toxicity. I am really looking forward to this conversation. He is also a staff member at AmpCoil, which you'll learn a little bit more about today. The AmpCoil is a wellness device of sorts. I am not the best at explaining it, so he'll take a little deeper dive into it. But uh, I purchased one personally when I was having uh, tr trouble with my own wellness journey, and it definitely moved the needle, and it's been become a really integral part of my lifestyle now and it's a tool that I really rely on as an anchor to kind of ground me whenever needed and to just be able to allow my body to take a nice step towards healing really anytime I need and just the fact that I have that in my house is a very empowering tool and I would love to be a conduit for the message to get out there so that more people could learn about this technology and maybe find ways to use it to integrate into their lifestyle, especially if you feel like you don't have all the, the health that you desire. So I hope you enjoy the episode and I wanna thank you again for tuning in today. Hello and welcome to the Mindful Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Les Raymond, and I wanna thank you for joining me for another episode. Today, I have a guest I've been trying to get on here for a while, and I'm really excited that he's here today. His name is Freddie Kimmel. He's a transformational coach. He's the host and creator of the Beautifully Broken podcast and part of the management team at AmpCoil, which I think you'll hear a lot about today. 
Uh, he's been featured in the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, the State of the Arts on LA Talk Radio, and in Dance Magazine. He's also a proud survivor of metastatic cancer, Lyme disease, and mold. Uh, Freddie, please introduce yourself to the audience. Oh my goodness, it's always so funny to have your bio read. What an honor <laughs> to be here. I'm super excited to talk less and just kind of share and move with this divine spark that we both hold for optimal wellness. There we go. Um, to give maybe some context of, I mean, that little survivor of cancer, mold, and Lyme is, I guess, speaks to me. It's near and dear to my heart. I haven't dealt with cancer that I know of, at least, but uh, definitely dealt with Lyme and mold. Can you give the audience a little background of like your, your journey and how you got to, to where you are today? Yes, I will give you the abridged version because it's it's she's she's a story. So, I I always start when I I moved to um, and and I always look at cancer and illness. I'm a firm believer that illness and imbalance takes a long time to develop in the body, and I could tell you that I saw symptoms when when I was six years old. You know, I I um I grew up on antibiotics you know, right away when I was very young, had my tonsils and adenoids removed from chronic infections in my throat, had the tubes in my ears because I had so many ear infections, you know, and, and when I was a kid, we ate um, antibiotics like candy. It was like, we asked for the pink stuff that was the sweet flavored, you know, amoxicillin. We loved it. So, you know, and then I had mono in high school and yada, yada, yada. But really when I moved to New York City in 2001, a month after September 11th, empathetically, my body was like feeling the sadness and the hurt of the city on a visceral level. And I was a pretty roll with it kind of guy, not too in touch with my emotions, pretty stoic. And being in New York City, I was taken to the floor when I would come home looking for a job. It was I was there for the month um, after September 11th. So the city, you imagine the, the South point of Manhattan is smoking, smoldering. And I was taken to the floor with like these emotions at the end of the day, I could barely get up, you know, cut to, I wake one morning with a crippling rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, you know, you name it, that type of chronic hot pain in the joints of my hands and my knees. Now at 20, 21, 22 years old, I really, you know, I, I decided to take Advil for this. <laughs> didn't go to a doctor, didn't really explore. Um, when I did explore, they found nothing in my blood work wrong. They're like, you're great, you're healthy, you're fine. And I was very crippled with pain. So I'm, I'm there pursuing acting, music theater. So I'm eating Advil like candy, doing music theater. I'm doing very well. You know, I'm starting to get in uh, Broadway national tours and, you know, I'm in the union and I'm, I'm doing a little television to film and, and really it's clicking, clicking, clicking. So this is 2006. I, I find a, a tumor on, a, on a, my left testicle. And it's always funny to say testicle before noon. And I, I went to a doctor and the doctor was like, listen, uh, cancer doesn't hurt. It was, I was a lot of pain. He's like, cancer doesn't hurt. Don't worry about it. And so I left it. I was like, great. You, you said I don't need to worry. You're a doctor. I'm all good. So I wait three months, three and a half months. At that point, I can barely stand when I'm getting up in the morning. Again, not listening to my body, no intuitive nature, 
I'm invincible at 26. So I, I stagger into the emergency room. And after six or seven hours of diagnostic procedures, um, I'm told that I have advanced testicular cancer, that it's metastasized to my abdomen. Um, I get on a plane. We do some more diagnostic work with a, with a different hospital. They're like, there's nine tumors wrapping around your kidney, the aorta going to your heart, too big for surgery. And we're going to start surgery today. And when you're recovered in a week, we'll start as much chemo as we can do. And then we're going to do some more surgeries. And so this went on and on and on. And I was through the cancer in a year. I did a massive surgery, which is called, uh, which is the crux of a lot of the chronic issues. It was called a retroperitoneal lymph node dissection, where they cut from pelvis to sternum. They take out all your guts, and then they take out your um, lymph nodes that lay along the back of the peritoneum cavity along the spine. And that surgery, it's very intense. And it's good context for people to know when you do a surgery like that and you touch intestine, you leave a fingerprint. And that fingerprint signals the body to send in a support system. They're like, okay, the gut's been moved. Let's throw some scaffolding up, just like a street in New York City, so we can heal. And two things happen. The scaffolding goes away. It's dissolved back into the body as scar tissue, or it stays. For me, it stayed. And that scar tissue started to create like the twisting of bowels. You know, I would, I would reach for a, a, a snack in the deli and twisting would twist my bowel. The bowel would obstruct and I would be rushed to the emergency room where there would be sometimes a foot of bowel removed. So this went on, you know, five surgeries later, I'm in 2015. I'm still suffering all the pain, the Lyme, all the horrible things, the joint pain, you know, I'm, I'm at a place where I just like, you know, I just don't want to be anymore. It's, I'm in so much pain and my, you know, chronic fatigue, Lyme, brain fog, hard to tie my shoes. I mean, and, and the thing is, as an actor, you know, I'm hiding most of these symptoms from my friends. My girlfriend knows at the time. My family knows I'm suffering because I'm not making it home. I'm not making it to family vacations. No birthdays, no, no holidays. I'm just canceling everything. And I'm really, really depressed. And, you know, through this, through this journey, uh, the, the one enlightening thing, and I'll say it as a gift, is that so many doctors, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that there were three out of 100 that had some sort of hope for me or a solution. Aside from opioids, pain medications, and additional surgeries. And I really had to go out and I had to, from that, from that information that one was available to help, I decided to look for healing on my own. And what I found was, and I'll, I'll sum this, this very long story up, <laughs> is that I, I completely changed my diet. I went from the standard um, Western, you know, American diet, the sad diet. And I went total whole foods, total paleo, you know, clean proteins, lots of veggies, always waxing and waning between whether it's, it's keto or it's juice fast or vegetarian or bone broth. You know, I did all a, a smattering of everything, had a huge reduction in pain from food. I mean, I can sit in a chair and be pain-free a hundred percent, right? And, and that's, that's me today. It took a long time. 
you know, some, and then I, and then I found a little bit of movement with that, but I needed, I needed more, you know, I needed to work on the trauma of the surgeries, like the trauma of being, you know, when you're under, when you're under, um, anesthesia, you know, I'm not screaming when they're cutting you with a knife, but your cells are the emotional and spiritual body is very awake in the surgery. And there's a trauma with that. So healing that trauma helped a great deal. You know, I started to bring in things like hyperbaric chambers and red lights and do stem cell therapy and PRP injections and try cryo chambers and long extended fasts. And then, you know, things like we'll talk about today, like pulsed electromagnetic field and frequency healing. And I really, I, I, I got my body. I'm in, I would look around in a crowd and I was like, as much as I still feel these little deficiencies like in my body or scar tissue or, you know, days where I have a flare of pain in the joint, I look around at other human beings and I feel really, really healthy. I know we shouldn't compare. Compare leads to despair. And I listen to my energy, my vitality, my word recall. And normally I find people can't keep up with the conversation. My brain is firing so fast. There's been so so much empowerment out of me going through cancer and Lyme and mold. And we didn't even talk about the mold, but somewhere in there, I bought a house with floor to ceiling black mold, oh, you know, lucky, you. <laughs> lucky me. So that was another process. I was like, you know, I mean, we could talk about the mold. The mold was, you know, as, as, as good so as I had gotten myself. After, like, uh, getting over the cancer thing. Yes, it is. You know, the real, the real work with Lyme and mold was after cancer. It was after all these surgeries. It was really being brought to an absolute baseline of just feeling like absolute death inside. And I say, you know, I'd say there are probably people that are like, oh, I've known Freddie. He's always been like an up light guy. When you're sick with mold, when you're sick with Lyme, it, you feel like the walking wounded. You're like, you feel like death on the inside, even though you can go grocery shopping, you know, you can go and you can, you can go for a, a, a socially, um, you know, you go out to a theater or a show and you could turn it on for a couple hours, but when you're home and when you're trying to get out of bed in the morning, it might take two hours just to get a cup of coffee and to like get the brain going for some level of functionality. It's really, it's really challenging. So yeah, I bought a home in 2015 which I renovated and there was a wall that I shared in a condo. And this was my first foray, my big foray in a mold. And, and I was there, I kept having water damage every time it would rain. The condo association's like, Hey, you know, the, the building's leaky, just get used to it. And, and I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's a condo. You know, I'm, I share walls. And when I had contractors come in to look at the wall, we cut it open. I was standing there. And they cut it open and it smelled like a dead animal. I was like, oh my God. And the contractors were like, you need to leave. (laughs) So, and and I left, but I came back. I got clothes. I made lunch that day. I mean, it was so bad when I say, when I say I would like walk down. So, so mold for your audience, I'm sure you talk about this a lot. You get very sensitive to everything. Mm -hmm. So I would walk down the detergent aisle and target and be like, I'd lay on the floor and start crying because the chemical sensitivities that my body was now alert to would take me to the floor. And I, I felt like Superman, just like, okay, everything has kryptonite on it. You know, I just became so sensitive to everything. So I, you know, I learned to detox and actually the mold exposure, 
The mold exposure is why I purchased a technology called the amp coil. And the amp coil, if, if you want me to just give a little explainer, is a technology that combines pulsed electromagnetic field and frequency, so magnetics and sound therapy. And it helps the body's natural healing mechanisms do what they do. Tech, and, I, and I heard this webinar, I heard the founders, Aaron and Geneva, talk so eloquently about what they had done, what they had been through with Lyme. I was like, well, I've been through Lyme. Now I'm going through mold. And I'll be honest with you, I was so sick at the time. Um, it, was, it was the most expensive purchase I'd ever bought. And I called the company and I, I found myself pulling out a credit card and giving them a number. I never tried it. I didn't do any research besides listen to them. You know, sometimes you just get a yes. You're like, yes, this is a thing. This, I need this in my life. I need to work with the energetic body. I need to, you know, all the things that they talk about with that technology. And I just did it. And since doing that, I'm 16 months in. It's the most forward progress I've ever made in my last 17 years of being sick. Ever. And it's the highest functioning I've ever been. So oh, it's, wow. it's been really incredibly for me, yeah. So the amp coil really moved the needle for you more than all those like practices leading up to that? You know, I got to believe that the, you know, it's like building the foundation of a house. You know, and I, I believe that everything that I did got me to a level of functionality where I had done a lot of the work, but sound sound therapy, sound healing, frequency, magnetics. You know, when I started to research what, what this does to, the, to the, the emotional body, the energetic body, sound has the ability to imprint information on a cell. You know, whether it's trauma, whether it's environmental toxicity. And we look at these, we look at some of these healing practices that, that go all the way back to the Egyptians. The early Egyptians had sound chambers where you put your head in a box with a frequency chamber and it would work on depression. And I started to see where people kept giving these testimonials, how, how sound heals so deeply on an emotional and spiritual level that it has an effect on the physical body. So I think I had the base work done. And because of the way the coil has the ability to work on it is all, all these um, collections of frequencies to make you feel good. And then there's these collection of frequencies that work to help harmonize the distortions of microbes, metals, and toxins. And if that sounds weird, or what do you mean the distortions? Well, everything has a vibration in the universe. Everything is an oscillating pattern. I mean, the desk and me and my hands and my coffee cup, you know, they all work. We perceive them as a human being as separate but there, there is no separate space. There's a plasma in between space. And this is why, you know, this is why the power of intention can drive energy through space. And we call this prayer and it works on other human beings or energy healers can hold their hands, you know, six to eight feet away from a human being. And you can feel an emotional shift. I can change the energetic field of someone from being in the same room just by placing intention and working with a field that they're doing. And you know, we can look at this from the, the woo-woo standpoint and say that's, that's Reiki or energy work, or we can put you in a lab and we can, mag we, can, we can measure the magnetic field coming off the body with a magnetic encephalograph, and we can see your magnetic field. 
So each individual cell creates energy as a result of its metabolic process. I don't know if you've ever talked about this on the show, but you know, cells have turbines inside them. They're little nanomotors and they spin. And when those nanomotors stop spinning, maybe we go down to 200, 150, 120. They're not breaking apart adenosine triphosphate, which is the form of energy we use in the body to make ADP. We release electrons. And when those nanomotors stop working, the vibration changes. So, so it's, it's almost like when we're doing something like a sound healing or a frequency, we're sending a resonant frequency. So that oscillating pattern better, pattern better remembers its natural state of being. If that makes sense. The other example I like are tuning forks. If we have two tuning forks tuned to an A flat and we strike one, we get these waves traveling through space and they move particles. And then the other tuning fork, which knows its natural vibration, picks up the resonance and starts to sing without any physical manipulation to that tuning fork. So it's like, there is a great example of like how information travels through quote unquote space or is it space? Is it just a plasma in between where these particles and waves are moving? It's, I think it's all our understanding of the world and the physical space and the energetic body. And the more you, you know, the more you start to examine it from different fields and different ways of being, you start to understand that it's, it's real. it's not woo woo. It's, it's really shows how beautifully and interconnected we all are. And how we have this power behind our intention, our thoughts, and when we work with, with the energetic body. Cool. Um, so uh, a couple of things I'd like to speak on there. And just to inform the audience, because we don't talk a lot about the biology so much just yet. So you mentioned adenosine triphosphate. So that's basically considered, I guess, the, for the listeners out there, the, the energy currency. Um, and in the act of removing, uh, uh, I guess, a phosphorus molecule a, bond, a chemical bond yep yeah it's uh it releases an electron and that's essentially the energy that we get to do all the things that we do mm-hmm. um so the touching on sound a little bit so i was introduced to amp oil because i was in the thick of it too like i was dealing with lime and mold toxicity i felt terrible and i found myself in a space in life where money lost its value and Mm. like like i would do anything and i remember i did the same thing i didn't have like the amp oil is not and it's the most expensive thing i've bought too aside from like a car or a house and i remember i didn't have the money for it and i think i did like a zero percent credit card free deal and i just i had to have it yeah I'm, i'm so grateful i did and I remember I had an introduction and I mean, I've through like yoga classes over the years and doing, you know, the little ohm chant at the end of a class. I had these like little drips of, of like an introduction to sound. And you notice that mm-hmm. like humming was different than just breathing. Like there was something to be said for it. But I know one of the things that's I know very common for people that are dealing with chronic illness that's toxin related is uh, it's hard to get toxins out. And one of the reasons is a common thing is you're you're just backed up. You're constipated and your drainage pathways are not open. And I know I would probably exasperate exasperated that myself because I had um, a multi-year addiction to opioids. 
uh, opiates, mm. which if anyone's taken, they naturally back you up. So you wind up having over time, like a, a buildup of toxins and you're just not, you don't get, and you get really bad at getting rid of them. Mm-hmm. And I remember that, like, I never, like I had to fight for a morning bowel movement. Like it, it just didn't mm-hmm. happen. It was not part of my lifestyle. And then a buddy of mine was trying to get me to go to see this concert, this chanting concert. And I thought it was like crazy at the time. It was uh, Krishna Das, and Chris, which now is like, it, he's like a part of my life. I listen to him all the time. But he was coming through like DC, which is not far from where I live. And I went to see this show and it's basically an auditorium where this, where Krishna Das is on the stage, he's got a couple uh, musicians with him. And they, they, when you walk in, they give you like a song sheet with the lyrics to sing along. Mm-hmm. And it's all in, I think, Sanskrit. I don't understand any of it. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. I've never sung out loud in public since probably <laughs> like sleepover <laughs> camp as like a 10 year old. And here I am, you know, 40 years old in an audience of, you know, a few hundred people and they're singing. Yeah. And, and the speaker system with his like, beautiful deep voice is just permeating the entire room and it's permeating your body and for like Mm -hmm. an hour or two straight i'm singing for the first time in my life really and i walk out of there and i felt like i walked out of there different person and there's no medication i've ever had there's no plant compound there's nothing that's given me that experience and then the next morning um, without getting too detailed, was the most productive morning in a bathroom routine that I've had <laughs> in like my adult life. And there's no way that was a coincidence. Like the, the soothing like vibrations of the sound in this heavy dose of it, you know, an hour or two straight where like your yeah. whole body's like vibrating because it's, it's loud and, and it's your own sound that you're producing vibrating. And it, like in one night it moved, it moved the needle. And that was like eye opening, like, wow, sound is for real. And then it wasn't long after that I, I discovered Amcoil. And I think I listened to uh, the owners also on a podcast. Do you know which one you listened to? Do you want to say it was Luke Story's podcast? I'm a huge fan of Luke Story. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I listened to the owners talked about it and it was intriguing. And I was like, I gotta have it. Mm. And, um, and then I saw the price tag and I had to, I had to sell that. And my wife is really supportive of me. So even though it wasn't a good, like financial decision at the time, I had support. She knew I was suffering. And I remember the day that it came in the mail. And I, I mean, I freaking cried, like knowing that it was fun. Cause it took like, I don't know, a month to get maybe longer from the time I ordered it. And just knowing it, it was on my doorstep in a box, like brought tears to my eyes because of how much suffering I've been through and like the feeling that there was hope, which I did not get. Like I burnt, like anybody that's dealt with Lyme or mold, you'll go through some doctors. Like Mm. you will burn through some doctors without getting answers. And eventually that leads to a bit of like despair, like you lose hope essentially, which mm-hmm. doesn't help the healing process to think mm-hmm. that there's nothing that could be done. And like, I felt like I had hope and 
it's interesting. I listened to you talk about building a relationship with the amp coil, where it's not like a miracle, like you turn it on and then you're all better. There's like this, oh, there's a relationship that you build. You, you know, you kind of get to know it almost like it has to get to know you and you get to know it and you feel and you figure out with a little trial and error, like how to incorporate this successfully in your life. And it's, been, it's definitely moved the needle for me. I don't feel very well versed at explaining how it works. So I was hoping that maybe you could kind of teach the audience uh, a little more detail of, of how the amp coil as a system works to, so that we could use it as a tool for our I'd own love to do. I'd love to do that. You know, if I, if I explain the coil, I, I think it's just worth saying what it is, you know, in, in it's, it's, if you're standing with an in an elevator with somebody, you're like, what is that box that you have? And I always say, you know, the amp coil is, it's a wellness tool that works with the energetic body and it combines pulse electromagnetic field and frequency and software and bioresonance into one system. So if I look at it, like I'm, like I'm thinking about, um, you know, I, I always visualize things. So I'm looking at it like a train and I'm looking at the, the head of the train, the engine, and that's the app. That's the software. Software lives on a tablet, just like you'd watch YouTube on. And on that tablet are, are compilations of different sound frequencies in specific journeys, you know, frequencies in a specific order, amplitude, and duration. And so you just push play. Let's say we push play on a journey like um, Brain Reboot, which works on all the neurotransmitters. All those frequencies move through an amplifier, custom designed amplifier. You can think like high end audio equipment, really high end. And those frequencies are combined in that amplifier with a magnetic field. Those come out of the amplifier and they attach to an electromagnetic coil. Now, I don't know if anybody's ever done research on Nikolai Tesla, but it's a, it's a modified electromagnetic coil. And it's just a tightly round coil with different alloys in it and you set it on your body and what that coil does is it generates a toroidal field now if you if you imagine the coil looks like a big orange donut the energy flows up out of the top and down through the bottom it's like a washing figure eight your body creates a toroidal field naturally so we're making that same field the body's enveloping the body in magnetics the coil is enveloping the body in magnetics and on that magnetic field the sound frequencies are riding. So they're going in and out of the body. And that pass, that, that, that magnetic field passes through the body like a wind through a leafy tree. There is nothing, your bones, your organs, your tissue, nothing stops it. Magnetic fields pass right through the body. So it's the perfect delivery system for frequency. So the, and, the just to clarify, the pulse yes. electromagnetic field therapy mm -hmm. That's the delivery system for the sound wave. So there are two separate ones kind of riding the other. Mm -hmm. One's the, the pulse therapy is bringing sound into the body. It is. And on its own, the pulse electromagnetic field has incredible benefits. Right. And that's been very well documented through plenty of studies. I've, I've delved into some of those studies. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah, you know, you're going to have certain people say there's 2,000 peer-reviewed studies. If I look on PubMed, I find about 346, but they're really good. 
they're going to show you the direct mechanism of action by which the cell creates more energy, how bones heal, how we get better circulation, how we have non-healing wounds and diabetics that are repaired. I mean, a depression, treatment, resistant depression, anxiety. There's a lot of studies that have been done. And this technology is across the board, pretty harmless, does no harm, and is very efficacious in the human body. So I wish it was something that was in every um, wellness center across the world. I wish it was more standard of care in a doctor's office. But I do think it's nice that it's an in-home modality that we can bring into our homes. And, you know, that's a whole nother hallway. We could go down on what, what the empowerment of your own healing looks like. Right. Bringing things, what's it like to have like a little helper in your home? But I want to go back to that magnetic field and the frequencies enveloping the body. So we have, you know, we have this coupling. And we're working in two ways. We're doing journeys that are just feel-good journeys. Journeys to ground us, journeys to work on mood, journeys to relax the nervous system, journeys to fall into deep sleep. Or we're working on an element, we're adding frequencies that have the resonance to help the body detoxify. So we can have resonant frequencies that open up detox pathways, and we can have resonant frequencies that work with these distortions of microbes, metals, and toxins. So that could be people struggling with Lyme or heavy metal toxicity. And we, we kind of have a, a pathway that when we're using AMP coil, we usually start with like a week of feel-good journeys. And then we move through this album. It's called General Detox. And we have a journey. There's 30 journeys for every single organ and organ system in the body to almost to help tone and ready the body for, okay, I'm ready to do a little work and prep the body for that deeper layer of cleansing, which is called our cleanse album. And that's where we'd actually select things. You know, we could select like resonant frequencies associated with viral top hits or Epstein-Barr, or we could do resonant frequencies associated with a specific parasite, which all have an oscillating pattern. And we give that sound journey, we give that resonant frequency so that distortion can help be harmonized. I always tell people that amp coil doesn't work with disease. We don't work with the physical body. We are working with the sound, the energetics, and the frequency patterns associated with those things. And what we see from our users, if we do a typical pilot study, we're having 12 people go through that have been chronically ill for three to four months. And I mean, when I say chronically ill, some of the people can't walk into the study. I've seen people be carried in to their amp coil sessions. And them going back to work for 40 hours a week and maintaining a full-time job after four months. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, it's amazing. And I would have told you, you know, I would have, you know, I want to watch my, watch my French. I would have called BS on all of it had I not seen the severity of, the, of how compromised a human being was to start and where they are to finishing today. And still coiling and still improving. And so that is how it works. You know, there's another uh, uh, another wing of the technology. And I think what everybody wants to know about, about resonance and, and you want to, you want to know that it's customizable. Um, anytime we talk about the energetic body, well, my energetic body is different from Les's, is different from your wife is different from your, you know, your neighbors. And we have a feature on the software that records about a minute and a half of the voice. Actually it's 55 seconds. And it looks for the frequencies that are out of balance in that voice print. 
And what it does is the software runs it against all the items that we know to be non-beneficial to the body. And it gives you a priority list of what you might want to work into a journey that day. So it could give you nutritional suggestions. It could you give you organs and organ systems that may need a little help, or it could give you items from that cleanse album that I mentioned that you might need assistance with. And it's, it's, you know, you can use that as a guide. I, for me, it's like, you know, it's kind of reassuring to know that there's a little information in my voice. Now, if you look out in the, the news right now and do a, a quick search for um, voice, voice analysis or voice recognition software, you're going to see about seven or eight scholarly articles about people using this technology um, to identify imbalances associated with this current um, pandemic sweeping the world. There are people at MIT. Um, there's a, a scientific team in Israel. There's a company called Sonify actually getting like 90, 99%, 92% accuracy on identifying imbalances in the body associating with the voice. So is, is out you mean there they're is, using the, a voice analysis to detect whether someone has like the current uh, virus du jour or whatever. Exactly. Showing up. And that's because every microbe or organism or, or tissue has its own frequency that could be either read or interacted with by, I guess, sending the same frequency at it? It, it yeah, there's infer so, so if I'm looking at my body, I love this um, analogy. It's like my voice, it's the collection. It's the outward expression of every single human cell and every single bacteria mold virus. Now, keep in mind, I'm outnumbered 10 to one. They, some people say, some people say it's three to one. Um, bacteria mold and viruses to human cells. So I'm this, I'm more, I'm more of those than I am human. And that's going to change day to day. So we can think of like everything, everything's got an oscillating pattern and everything's focused in these cords. We, we have all this information around the voice or in the vagus nerve. And my daily expression of what comes out of my voice is going to change on a very, very subtle level. Now, some, they've even got technology that they use as a, as a lie detector test used by the Federal Bureau of Investigation, looking at um, what, what frequencies are coming off the voice to tell authenticity. So there's lots of people using this. And yes, like, like you said, people are picking up a vibratory pattern, an oscillating pattern that shifts in the voice when people are um, being diagnosed as positive with this. Again, you said the virus du jour happening in the world, but they're finding great efficacy in that. There's actually, it's a, I think it's a one and a half minute test that people are actually blowing into this little, it's almost like a kazoo and they're looking at the vibrational patterns. And, and I think this will be a thing. You know, mm -hmm. I think we'll see this. We're always talking about how do we get better testing? How is it quicker? How is it more accurate? And how is it less painful? You know, just shoving a swab all the way up Ooh, in your forehead. I lost you. The, oh, you cut out there for a moment. Oh, I was, I was going to say um, some of these things are, you know, quick and efficacious, and it's much more beneficial than shoving a swab all the way up your nose to your forehead. Yeah, definitely less invasive for sure. Yeah, yes. it's comforting. You mentioned a moment ago about um, like the empowerment of having a tool at your house. I have a lot of tools at my house, like little wellness devices and technologies and 
you know, ultimately I always revert to the basics like, you know, clean air and getting sunshine and putting my feet on the ground. But the amp coil is definitely set apart from everything else, it seems. And it's like even when you have this like threat, this fear that's spreading around, it's so comforting knowing like I feel more comfortable at my house with this tool than going into a hospital setting. If if one of my family members like tested positive or something, I feel more comfortable with that. Cause I, you know, I've I've seen, I felt, and it's interesting because you feel positive impact right away. Like I remember mm-hmm. in my lifetime, if I went and got an intervention from a doctor, even if it worked, like it's not like you took a pill and you felt better 20 minutes later. Like no matter mm-hmm. how crappy I feel, I could set a 20 minute or 30 minute setting on the amp coil and I, I'm, I'm a different person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it might not stick. Like I might feel like crap the next day again, but like that's a pretty powerful tool to have. And it's, it's like comforting to know that no matter, you know, what life throws at me, I could kind of reset or I could dig deeper and, and do a cleanse if I'm up for it. And, you know, all right, this month I'm going to work on this, this one particular thing that I know that's, um, you know, triggering me or current Mm -hmm. stress. It's, it's um, funny. I just did a cleanse for, I just selected an item of a resonant frequency associated with Bartonella. Now my dad had very, very bad cat scratch fever when he was a kid. And that often will come up in my voice brand. And you know, one thing Bartonella is associated with is pain in the feet and the tendons. And you better believe that second journey, all of a sudden my ankles and my Achilles tendon and my feet are just, you know, right back to that when I first you know, had this pain. And then it, with each additional journey, each additional time I'd use the device with the day in between, I would feel better and better. And now it's gone, you know? So it's fascinating to me how, um, how I can really tap into where it's moving energy to where energy is stuck. And like you said, it's like, uh, you know, it's funny. You said you feel it. You're like, I'm on it. You can't deny it. Well, not everybody feels energy in your body that way. It's not that way across the board. Different people have more dense energetic fields. People are open to more subtle energies. And I've had people say, oh my God, it's too intense. You know, move this thing away. And then I have other people that say, "Is uh, they're, they're questioning, you're like, can I turn it up? Is it strong enough? So it's really, it's really, it's, it's so unique. It really shows how tapped in you are to your energetic field. And everybody's different. We all create different magnetic fields. I think, again, that's why you should have something that's customizable. And it, there, there's, there's, there's things that I've seen that make a big difference in how frequency or sound therapy um, moves in the body. You know, number one is doing the work. This work of like, um, what's it feel like to be in your body? What, what do feelings feel like? It's so funny. Whenever I coach someone, I'm like, well, what are your feelings about your mom? And they're like, I love my, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's like, there's like this cap on it. You know, when I say, what do you feel about lilacs? I'm like, oh, I feel lilacs. I feel like the warmth of that scent in my heart. And I remember I get these memories from the lilac festival growing up in Rochester, New York. I have all these feelings that come up around it, each individual word. So 
you know, that, and that's come from me doing like therapy and like biofeedback and amp coil and meditation. And I have a connection with my feelings. I don't think that's a skill that, that is, um, well, it's not taught, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's a, it's a unique superpower. So you're going to find people, especially in the mold community, the Lyme community, people that have been chronically ill, people that have struggled with cancer, that have been, they've been taken to this place of feeling so low or, you know, feeling um, so compromised that they've almost been broken open. The shell's been broken open and they've had to like, you know, they let out the pain, they let out the trauma, and then they can feel these things on a deeper level. So it's very, very interesting. You know, doing that work is big. Another thing that's big for frequency or sound therapy is mineralization, hydration of the body. You know, if I take a battery, if I take two conductors um, and I have it wired to a light bulb and I put the two ends in distilled water, that light bulb doesn't turn on. That water is dead. There's no conductivity. Knowing the body is about 60%, 65% water, your body, your body functions like a battery. When you turn off the light switch, when, when the power is down, nothing works in the, ba- in, in the body. It's the same thing if I have a house full of appliances and I turn off the power switch, nothing's going to work. Not my $4,000 range stove or my anything. I've got to have the power on. Have to. Nothing's going to work. This is why it's so important to bring the energetic body, the energetic work into your paradigm. And if I have a body that's devoid of minerals, if I have essentially dead water, if I have low conductivity, it's going to be hard for me to change the energy in my body. I find that most people that test their water, the water is quite dead. Um, there's a thing, uh, a science of people looking at structuring water. You know, as structure, as, as water moves down a stream and it ebbs and flows around rocks and it picks up natural minerals, it actually gets a structure. We can see this form under a microscope. And we can see how the structure of the water almost beads out. It's got like these puffy beads. It looks like a, a feathering of clouds. And it's very, very hydrating to the body. And that's because there's minerals in there. And it's very, um, it's, it has a great conduction factor. So mineralization of the body. You know, our soil is 50%, has 50% of the minerals that it used to, that our parents did. That's going to have an effect on how energy flows. And if you don't look at that, you know, it doesn't use, so you've got to do these base things, right? So managing the emotions, looking at our hydration, looking at our mineralization. And, you know, another thing that we need to do just to look at the energetic body, you got to get your feet in the ground. I don't know if you've ever read the work of Clint Ober, but Clint. He was on the podcast. uh, Oh my God. Oh my God. I love Clint. So your listeners know, you know, that, 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 when we step on the ground, I love this analogy. It's like a straw with BBs in it. And, and current actually travels slow into the body. And the, the electrons travel slow into the body. We're, ne- we're, we're negative charges on our feet. And these BBs, like, it's like pushing one BB in the end of the straw, and immediately another BB pops out of the top. And it takes like about 30 minutes for this exchange to get up to the gut, to have an effect on the gut. And then like an hour to get all the way up to your brain. So as we're doing this, we're getting this electron exchange and the body's getting this antioxidant effect from being on the earth. I got to tell you, I lived in New York City for 18 years. I don't think I ever grounded, ever. I always had sneakers on. I was always on concrete. 
I was always in an apartment. I can only imagine the effect that that had on my, my long-term health. You know, yeah, so it's I, I currently got my feet on one of Clint's uh, mats as we speak. It's under the desk here. Yeah, I got, a, I got a grounding strap here in the box that I'll just plug into the ground wire. I keep it on my wrist when I'm on my computer, or obviously podcast equipment. And, you know, it's, it can be really intense grounding. If, if you're not grounded, your first couple times, you're like, feel a little dizzy. Yeah. You know, you can really feel the energy. But, you know, these are basic, basic. So you're human. We can do all the biohacking things. We can bring in all the tools. But you've got you've, you've to honor the way your body was built. And you've got to honor the system of nature that you're operating in. You need sunlight, you need good water, you need minerals, you got to be grounded. If you're not going to change those things, if you're going to live in your little studio apartment, if you're going to breathe crappy air, if you're not going to look at good light, your healing is going to be limited, period. I don't care what you do. Yeah, the fancy technologies will, they'll, they'll be a ceiling of how much they can offer if you don't get the basics down. And you bring up minerals, I do feel like are really overlooked. Um, not just because we, not just because we, it's hard to get them from our food supply because they've been depleted from the soils, like you, you mentioned, but I mean, they need constant replenishing. I mean, we, mm -hmm. we use them and I, from what I understand, the more stress you're under, whether it's like emotional stress or job stress or like physical stress from like exercise or just losing them from sweat, like we're going through our minerals. They don't stick around forever. They come out and they need to be replenished. Otherwise that battery does drain and it's not going to fire the same way. My, I did a minerals to, I did a mineral hair analysis when I was really, when I was, but I hadn't really changed anything yet. Maybe I had changed food. I started to get into some testing and I, and of course had an experience where a doctor was like, test your heavy metals and, and minerals. My minerals were so off and my heavy metals were so high. I had mercury in the 99th percentile, lead in the 99th percentile, cadmium. Um, oh goodness. There was another one. There was, there was some, there were some heavy metals that were associated with the chemotherapy that I did. Oh, wow. That were way off the charts. What was it? It was, it was platinum because I had a platinum based chemotherapy. I did cisplatin for testicular cancer. There's platinum in chemotherapy. There, there's an element of, in that cisplatin, yes. Hmm. Or, or you know, it's a, it's a derivative of. It's a platinum-based chemotherapy. So, yeah, it, it's not. It, it's they're, they're medicine. It's also a poison. Saved my right. life. And you know, as amazing as is Western medicine, not to take us down this hallway. Um, and surgery are, and you know, some of these chemotherapy agents that work like a silver bullet, what's on the other side? Who's taking these people by the hand and saying, Hey, you made it through treatment. Let's, let's neutralize that radiation. That's still working on your thyroid. That's still eating away the bone in your jaw. Cause that happens. That's still causing neuropathy in your legs and hands. Because it's still, it's, it's shut down those nerve endings. There should be a, oh man. I mean, there is a platform. There's a, there's a job opportunity for somebody, you know, uh, it's almost like this receiving space or like a center. It's like, you know, here's the stop after you get through cancer treatment to help get your body back into balance. I'm on a, a testicular cancer support group. It, it's one of the most depressing things I've, I've 
I've ever witnessed. I mean, you know, and, and I'm, I'm one of those people, like, I don't want to, I don't want to bark health information at you. I don't want to tell you guys, if you don't do this, you're in so much trouble. You know, I, I think that's so annoying. And I'm watching people, nobody talks about food. Nobody talks about rest. Nobody talks about stress reduction. Nobody talks about anything. It's all about like getting more chemo, going to see more doctors, going to see more surgeries. There's nothing for lifestyle support in this group. And it breaks my heart. You want to talk about um, uh, frequency therapies for cancer. Um, you didn't ask, but I'm going to offer it. There's a, there's a company <laughs> called Novacure. I think they've rebranded to Optune and they're doing a standard of care for brain cancer using different resonant frequencies. And they're better than the standard of care with less damage to the body. That's cool. Well, hopefully it's that's going to be a, a, the way of the future. I mean, I think it that. needs to be part of the conversation or why not yeah. do both? Why not, why not yeah. do the surgery? Why not do a, a little bit of chemo and why not do the resonant frequencies and then also do a dietary and then like work on our minerals and hydration and have some spiritual support. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like right now we're kind of stuck. Uh, the Western model is kind of stuck in a framework where they're kind of, the practitioners are kind of handcuffed. And it's not easy for them. They could be the best people, obviously the best intention. I don't think anybody becomes like a doctor with evil intentions, but it is a, it is a paradigm that they, they are working through. Um, and it's, it's funny because one of the doctors I, I love listening to, uh, I was listening to one of his podcasts today, Dr. Peter Tia, which I guess focuses on like longevity and just a really brilliant mind, eloquent uh, speaker. And, he, you know, he's very honest. He's, he said something along the lines of, I feel like 90% of what I learned in medical school was wrong. Mm -hmm. And all his real learning has been since then. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I feel the same way. I was a, I'm a movement practitioner. And, you know, the things that you learn in the book so that you can get certified and get insurance are not what you wind up using to actually help people improve their life. Mm -hmm. You know, the things you learn in that practice are a lot different. And, you know, when they, you come through this framework and you're looking at the problems to be solved through that framework and it's hard to open up space. And then, you know, before long, you're stuck in a model where you only have 10 or 15 minutes with your patient. So it's hard not to say what's the thing that's bothering you the most right now and what can I slap on it to make it a little bit better right now. So somehow we have to change the model where these other, where, there, where that conversation could even be had about these other modalities and having you know, someone help with nutrition and sleep and stress management and all those things. Right now it is kind of on us, you know, but that's empowering too. I mean, because when you rely on the doctors, you are in some way handing over your power. And in some cases that's obviously necessary um, in your case, with the surgeries that were probably required, otherwise you would have lost your life. Or and if you're mm. in a car accident and you're on the road and your spleen is not in your body, it's on the road next to you, you mm -hmm. want Western medicine to put that spleen back in and sew you up. That's the best in the world. Um, but some of these things that are so common that are more subtle and chronic forms of illness that model doesn't seem to be as effective and you're sometimes you're better off like doing the work learning finding out and then obviously 
implementing it. And at some point you have to change the way you spend your, your time. You have to be willing. We know that wherever you are now, you got there from doing whatever you did. So if you want to be somewhere different, you have to come to that realization that you have to do different things. You have to spend your time differently, whether it is like, I'm going to make time to go outside I'm to, to make that. So like, if you, you can't just get sunlight without putting it on your calendar, like actually cutting out part of your day to go out and do it. It's so easy to say, I'm going to meditate. It's different to say, okay, I'm turning my phone off and I'm going to sit down now and I'm going to, I'm going to focus on my breath and allow meditation to take place. And it takes a level of commitment. And, you know, hopefully these last few months has been an opportunity for people to see how important your health really is and, Mm -hmm. and to kind of refocus priorities. I mean, I know Mm -hmm. like for me, I, I think I mentioned when I was sick, money, the value of money completely changed. And like think if something was going to help me get better, like I didn't really see the price tag. Mm -hmm. And now it's an opportunity to look at that, not just with our, with our wallets, but also with our, with like our time and our schedule. Like Mm. I used to think I used to like driving cars that were like fun to drive and sporty or whatever. Now, like, I don't care at all. I'll drive whatever. It means nothing to me. No. No, if I could I mean, feel 10% better, like energy wise, <laughs> like that's so much more important. Like getting a good night's sleep is so much more important than like being able to drive a fancy car. Yeah, it's, it's incredible how your priorities shift when you're, you know, when you're faced with Lyme or mold or chronic illness or whatever it is, whatever your health challenge. I mean, I found that I've become in, incredibly, incredibly minimalistic. You know, I can get all this, I can get all the clothes I own, everything in one suitcase. I got two pairs of shoes. I mean, I just don't, you know, and and I'm, and I'm, I know that's not for everybody. I know it's not doable for everybody, but, but I almost see this opportunity, this global pandemic is to reprioritize what we are spending our money on. And, and I look at, you know, I'll look at my, um, the lovely family I'm living with in Connecticut right now, you know, they had three kids, kids are all away at college. And I look around the house and, and there's so much stuff because it's 23 years, 25 years of a family, you know, kids accumulate stuff and clothes and stereos and things. And then the basement fills. I'm sure we've all experienced this. I remember my basement from when I was a kid, it was full of stuff. And, you know, aside from being full with a little mold probably, but we don't need the stuff anymore. And whether it's from, you want to look at it from a, an environmentalist perspective where all these things are plastics and they're, they're, you know, they, they do add to the pollution of the world. We just don't need all the things, you know, we came from this generation of like, man, it just was, it was the car or the home or like, you know, it was, it was the sneakers or it was the video games. Like there was so much stuff. I look back at my life, you know, I grew up in the eighties, nineties, and that's what it was about. It was the age of credit card debt. You know, it's the age of buying a home on 18% interest rate. I think my dad told me that's what he bought their farmhouse, 18%, something stupid like that. It's crazy. You know, it was a, it was a, it was a generation of debt and 
looking at that and re-examining it and unloading, unburdening yourself, you will improve your health if you unburden the physical objects you own. They take up space in your psyche and your awareness and your attention. I don't want to be worrying about my stuff or where it is. I've got a car that goes from A to B and I have my health hacking stuff. And if I were to get a little pull behind trailer, I could take every single thing I owned. And I mean like a small, I mean four by four. I could get everything in my, in my two-seater Jeep and I can get everything in the trailer. I could be on my mare away. And that's important to me. And it's important to me to always be unloading things and unburdening my psyche with things they take up. The things you own end up owning you. You know, there's a great movie called Fight Club, which is uh, starring Ed Norton. And it just, you know, to watch him be stripped of all his things in his perfect little Ikea apart- apartment. I mean, I remember that scene so well, and I, I did the same thing, you know, nesting and finally buying an apartment in New York and then having to throw everything away. When I went through mold, I had to throw away my couch, my curtains, you know, old photos, albums, record covers, everything, because everything was contaminated with the mold spores. And they're really, unless it's, if it's a fibrous surface, if it can't be washed in a washer and dryer with a a little borax solution and it's really tough to keep it because you're always going to be poisoned with those mold spores. So that was, that was big for me. And, and, and having that, that event, right. The mold experience allowed me to go minimalist and now it really benefits me to be able to see clearly what my priorities are in this new world where, yeah, I saw a figure today. I looked at a list of restaurants that had closed from New York city. There was like 298 restaurants that I ain't eaten at that were closed. That's a family. That's a crew. Those are waiters. That's back of house. It's a lot of people unemployed. And this, it's sad. It's so sad. This economy is going to change. And I think uh, aside from the contraction that happens alongside fear, I would offer people, I would offer people to entertain. Like this is the time to build your own health and wellness center in your home. It's, it's to build a practice. It's to learn about grounding. It's to find somebody. You don't have to buy an amp coil, but you could get one between three or four of your neighbors. You could have community centers where we, you know, it is not there. I promise you there is a way to hack this around the cost and financial spending. When I drive down a street, I look, I like, <laughs> I look at, I look at cars. So I look at SUVs, I look at three-seaters, I look at Suburbans, I look at the, the, the Jeep Renegade, uh, the Jeep Wranglers, you know, the big one with the truck mm-hmm. backs. I know those, those cars are 65 grand, 60 grand, 50 grand. I look at the Ram trucks with the dual wheels, like the parents drive to soccer games. And I shake my head and I, and I just think there is so much excess cash there that really what you need is a, if you follow a, a financial guru, um, Mr. Money Mustache, that I love his blog, he says you need a $10,000 car. And you're going to get a great car for 10 grand, a great used car. And you got, then if I, if I swap out the $60,000, $50,000, even the $35,000 car, there's an extra $25,000 that I have to spend on my health. And it is an investment. This is when you want to make it. It's important right now. If not to only help yourself, to help your neighbors. You know, I've got, 
I've got the amp coil. I've got some great red lights that I use, these full spectrum red lights that have these wonderful um, healing spectrums of light. You know, Which one do you have? Which, what do you use? I work with this company called Light Path to Wellness. And they're brand new. They're bringing a light to market that's similar to like a product known as the Juve light. Um, but there's more wattage in the lights and they actually add frequencies into the lights. So there's, they even have models with Solfeggio that they're coming to market, lights that pulse. And the pulsed red lights are showing to actually penetrate deeper into the brain, better neural cognitive effect. And the thing that annoys me about the light market is the price. Because a light, a red light, a floor to ceiling red light should not be $1,600. In my opinion, I know what they cost to make. It should be around 700 bucks or for maybe a mini, mini one, like $300. I think that market for what they do, it's a little overpriced. So this light company is coming with more amplitude, more frequencies, and closer to half the price. They're just getting started, Life Path to Wellness. And I, and I know the, um, the gentleman, he's like uh, passion, passionate about lasers. He's been in the dental industry. You know, he saw what lights could do for people for their teeth and gums and joint pain. And so he's like, I want to, this is like something people can have in their home. So um, I'm happy to, and I'm, I'm happy to intro you guys. You see fascinating, fascinating human being who's like, Yeah, I'm know. interested. I, I did buy a Juve and it was like an impulse buy. And you're right. Uh -huh. It was freaking expensive. Like the amp coil is expensive, but I kind of understood the cost. Yeah. And you're right. Like the light, I'm like, this seems a little overpriced and I, I don't know if I regret it, but it was an impulse thing. And I, of course, at the time I had, uh, I had a rash all over my body, uh -huh. head to toe. And I felt like I needed a full body exposure. So I got like the biggest one, which was probably not necessary. Yeah. But, um, and it's in the room here and it's nice. I use it and other people use it and you definitely feel something. There's no question. Like yes. within seconds you have like a boost of energy and, Yep. I don't know if I buy into all the, the claims they make. I looked in some of the studies that are referenced and some of them are like mouse studies and I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't call it high quality science, but it definitely does something. I still prefer standing out in the sunlight. Oh, me my too. shirt off and getting in front of the sun. I feel like that's uh, more beneficial, but, um, but it is it's an interesting market. And, you know, when I think of all the people who live in cities or, you know, I could see an application where that could be really useful for people that don't have access. I mean, I'm fortunate we have a few acres and I could walk out to my backyard and get sun pretty much any time. And I understand mm -hmm. a lot of people, you know, are in a different environment, don't have that flexibility exposure. Yeah, I, I certainly didn't. I certainly didn't. And I really, I really, you know, I, and I bought one, you know, I bought one from a woman it was, her name was Leanne uh, Vanier. She has a, a light called the Rejuvenator. That one's even more expensive. It's called, uh, but it, it worked very well. Very different, um, you know, different principles. But I do see light being beneficial. Um, you know, it's always, been an, uh, it's always been an issue of quality of product for me. I've never really seen, and I, and I love what Scott is doing with his light and how accessible he wants to make it. And he's never, he's never static on the design. He's like, I think we could do this. And I think we can, you know, we can add these flickering resonant frequencies. So flickering light 
you know, adding frequencies to your light can be really profound. There's another technology called brain tap that I love, which really works on retoning the vagus nerve. It's a doctor called um, Dr. Court, who's actually using oxygen therapy, amp coil and brain tap. And he's doing these intensives. He's taking people with traumatic brain injuries back to full functionality in a week. It's you say really, really therapy. Do you mean like hyperbaric or what kind of therapy do you know? I believe he's using hyperbaric. I'm a fan of the hypoxic breathing, like the live O2, which incidentally, I think I, you're in Maryland, right? I am. Yes. I think I bought the system from a guy in Maryland, this live O2 system. It's basically an oxygen concentrator fills up a bag with a hundred gallons of oxygen and you do cardio for 15 minutes, huffing the oxygen. You use your lungs to drive the oxygen deeper into the tissue. Super great. I think oxygen therapy is super great for people with mold. And, you know, I love it. It sits in a bag. It's really arduous. It's two hours to set up. I can get the same effects by doing breath work. Um, it's just a lot. You know, I, I, I don't know. I haven't seen enough studies. It's funny. It never really hit the market big. And I was like, I bought this thing eight years ago, seven years ago. I, I really thought it would be a thing and it just never, never came into promise, prominence, this live O2 system. A bunch of people are making hypoxic breathing and you can switch the altitude gauge to drive the oxygen further into your tissues. I know people who swear by it that have been injured. And, and actually it's funny, there's a gentleman, Sage Raider, which I know you'd love to talk to. He does breath work and he was also damaged by opiates, uh, horrible injury, was crushed by a box at a shipping center. Mm. And the oxygen therapy has really helped him work through, through his pain. Also has PEMF and magnetic fields and all those things. But, you know, back to our discussion around building this, you know, what are your priorities spending? You know, it doesn't take a lot. It's like a core. I, I really believe in like a core four supplements based on hydration, based on some type of antioxidant support based on some level of um, really getting in for mitochondrial support for energy support in the cell. And then there's three or four biohacking tools, which I really believe in. And, you know, again, biohacking, upgrading your biology through technology. I know not everybody knows that term, but I don't think it takes a lot. And I don't think it's an extensive thing. And I, I don't know why, why would you franchise? Why do we need another McDonald's? Why can't somebody put together this business plan and make it affordable and make it like a, a community buy-in? You know, I don't, th I think if people invested in this, this is something that you could build tomorrow. And knowing that I was going to, if I was doing amp coil and red light and a little oxygen therapy and some grounding every day, I, sh I don't th I think I'd have a lot less fear of being around other human beings right now or going to the grocery store. Because I do yeah. have people write me. They're just so scared to go outside and be around other people. Um, this current global pandemic has awesome marketing. And the marketing is just such a great job about making people afraid of one another. And I, I, I'm, this is not about how dangerous or non-dangerous this global pandemic is. This is about fear. This is about living in a state of fear and what it's going to do to the long-term health of human beings. I've known people to pass away from, um, from Corona, from C-19. And I've, I've known more people that have committed suicide, which is very, very sad. And some of those, some of those um, people were children. You know, this is, 
people are watching the examples that adults are setting forward right now, how we're handling ourselves on social media. It's awful. It's awful. I'm it's awful. I want so much. Hey, I, I, can't, I can't even do it. I'm, and I get in a trap. It's like you can't throw out the spoiled milk. Like I, I'll see somebody post something and then I, I'm such an idiot. I go look at the comments and I'm like, this is so much shit slinging and just hate. Both and sides. It's, it's mo- yeah. And it's like, you know, I grew up like, I don't even know what the political parties even stand for anymore. Like I grew up thinking Republicans want small government. Well, they've proven that that's not what they want. And Democrats are like tolerant of others, but like online, it doesn't seem that way. Like neither. Like I don't even, they don't, their behaviors don't seem to align with what I thought, you know, the foundation was. And, and I'm an idiot. I get involved. I don't like chime in. I've learned that. Don't say don't. anything. Don't. But I but I still read it. And just the act of reading it, like it's, it's freaking toxic. Like I'll get stressed. And you already have this underlying, like where everybody's stress dials kind of turned up a few notches because of all the, the fear. And that, that like worsens your chance for being resilient when you do get exposure, which I think eventually everybody's going to have exposure. Mm-hmm. But clearly there's people that get exposed and it doesn't bother them. So why aren't we asking the questions like, what do we have to do to improve our chance to be one of those persons where when we get exposed, it's not much, it's just not a big deal. And our immune system doesn't go crazy and we could just handle it skillfully. And I wish that message was coming through where the media was really trying to help us improve our chances. Because I, I don't think you could hide from it. I mean, when you look at other viruses, like I know we walk around with like millions of viruses in us. And I think, like you mentioned Epstein-Barr earlier in the talk, I think they say like 95% of the world population has that. But it's not like everybody's walking around sick from it. Yeah. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. And I always want to, I always want to say this and offer this to your audience. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a health expert. You know, I'm, I'm not a, a, a licensed practitioner. I'm a person who has um, taken a lot of passion in pursuing health and wellness for my own well-being and trying to come up with solutions for me. I, I would never want anybody to take my information as medical advice, all, but I would say to be curious approach all this exactly. stuff with a sense of curiosity and and you i promise you there's great stuff out there that you can do immediately to shift your vibration like you're saying you you can't help but be affected by reading something because your brain is processing that information that is leaving a permanent imprint remember we said vibrations oscillating patterns can be imprinted with trauma negativity viruses environmental toxins it's all it's all just a vibration so what are you going to load your oscillating pattern, Les's oscillating pattern, the, the cumulative? So you're, I always view people as an orchestra, truly. And when you start to look at people as an orchestra of sound, it's so cool. Hmm. It's so cool because right away you're like, let me, I don't need to give you anything. Let me tell you how you can retune. So I would offer before you go to bed, what type of oscillating patterns, what information do you want to bring into your sphere, your orchestra before you lay down and go to sleep? It ain't Facebook. Yeah, it's a exactly. red light. It's a tuning fork. It's amp coil. It's grounding. It's structured water. It's a or, little bit of prayer. 
anything. Yeah, lately there's been a lot of stress in my household. So we have some brick and mortar businesses and they're totally being threatened. I mean, we have three fitness facilities and honestly, we don't, I, we're pretty sure one of them is going to survive and we're kind of unsure about the other. I mean, I, it's uh, and that is a, a weird stress after, you know, you devote a decade building a business the government says you got to close it down. And then when you reopen, you don't know if you're ever going to survive. And it's looking pretty gloomy for one of them, maybe 50-50 for the other. But these are, it's a family business. So like, it's hard, like you're in your household, which should be this like sanctuary of love and connection with your family. But you're discussing these stressful things. And not everybody agrees but we have to live each other and we have to love each other. And I've noticed there's been times where, you know, after dinner we start talking about work related things and a combination of like how the government's um, making decisions based on the data and how it affects our business. And then you, you're, you're in bed with your loved one and my wife and I, and, and we're still kind of talking about it. And we're in, like, there's a reason we don't have a TV in our bedroom. And like, it's a sanctuary mm-hmm. and we, it's sacred and we try to respect that. And we're off course because of what's going on. It's like too much and it's really hard to compartmentalize. And I notice I'll be in bed and, you know, minutes before, you know, we're lights out, go to sleep and we're still talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll make a note, like, I do not want to fall asleep with these thoughts the last thing that my subconscious is like connecting with before I fall asleep. And mm. I'll just make it a point, you know, Sarah, I'm so grateful to have you in my life. I'm oh. so grateful that I have you to help navigate this time with. And, and the act of just saying that out loud. Yeah. And I'm not just trying to, you know, win points with my woman here. I mean, I, I love her. It's all truth, but I'm doing it that for myself. That is totally selfish so that my brain can have some good feelings and have like the neurotransmitters on my side as I fall asleep to get out of that. And like, you have to make a point to do it. That's not going to happen on its own. You have to make it a point of like, this is not how I want to fall asleep. I need to change my internal environment and I have to do something. And it's amazing how something so simple and free and we talk about the amp coil, which has this big ticket price, but saying a few things about what you're grateful for is free and it works every time. Mm-hmm. Like you can't think and talk about things you're grateful for and not feel better within seconds. It's, it's so true. It's so true. And you can, you know, you start there and then, and then, you know, you just doing a self-evaluation. How am I doing every morning? How am I waking up? Am I ready to attack the day? Am I ready to show up because we need people. Let's just be honest. We need any, anybody who's ever been struggling. We need every single human being showing up as their fullest potential right now. The world needs it, period. You have a responsibility to be there, to show up in this way. You've got to do this work. It's not, in my opinion, I don't think it's optional. It's not for the elite. It's not for those chasing, you know, high performance. This is where we need human beings operating and functioning at. And it's, it's dissolving some degree of the ego. You know, it's not about you. The world, the world is, we're all interdependent. It's a global economy. So this is going to have an effect on everything. And we need clear thinkers. 
We need people waking in a state of joy, in a state of love, moving away from fear. And, you know, to, to bring it back to this prioritization, like what's the paradigm that you're going you're gonna to create in your home? What are the questions you're going to ask yourself? So it's so, imp- this, is, this is what this looks like. In real life, I see some of these tools. It's, what it's doing is it's setting up these elite leaders that are going to operate with clarity and unlimited energy and unlimited resource to show up as guides, as true leaders in this world, such a lack of leadership right now. And it's pulling out, you know, as much as we said, you know, I want to read it and it's like, don't engage. You gotta, how do you, how do I show up for the place of non-judgment and just keep adding what, you know, what I do as I stay in my lane, I think it can be very, very empowering. And, you know, again, it's like empowerment, empowerment is, is directly correlated to your energy, your energetic body. You know, how do we mind that? And so tools like amp coil, you know, tools like going outside and grounding tools, like breath work tools, like a cold shower, it can be real simple to build this and our, you know, to pivot back to this tech, if you have a credit score of, of 700, you can finance amp coil for around uh, $146 a month for the first year for zero interest. Oh, really? That little? Yeah, that little. It's it's wow, really that's based. Staggering. I didn't realize. It's staggering. You know, after your after your first year, you got to make a plan for what you owe uh, after after the um the balance is there. But for as little as eight ten down, I mean, it's it's not bad. And if you're in this mold, if you're in this lime world, and you're finding yourself spending nine hundred dollars a month on supplements, which I was way over that, or ozone treatments and PRP therapy and hyperbaric chambers. I mean, my functional medicine doctors are 550 to walk into the door. I didn't even do anything. That's me walking in the door and talking to somebody. So the idea that you can have a tool like this in your home for a monthly that that's, that is that affordable, it's, it's expensive, but it's all about prioritization and what you want to do with your, what do you want to do with your life? Right. You know, it's got to be that battery. It's got to be charged. And the amp coil is an amazing tool. And we're going to link to that in the show notes. So you guys could learn more about it through their site. I think those site itself is a tremendous resource. They have uh, videos explaining the technologies and it, it's pretty wild. I mean, you touched on it a little bit earlier, but it was really just scraping the surface uh, for those listeners that want to learn more about that. Um, you could, you could easily take a deep dive through their site and and learn quite a bit. And that's really exciting actually to hear how accessible it is financially. I didn't realize, because when you look at the big ticket price, I didn't realize that they were able to structure it that way. I went, I don't know if it was available when I bought it that way. I don't remember, but that's, Mm -hmm. um, that's exciting. If you don't feel good, I mean, a big part of this channel is self-healing and like empowering people to play a bigger role in their self-healing and you know you're uh, just a great example of that and I, honestly i gotta just take a moment to say how awesome it is to talk to you I, ever since i first talked to you there's something about you that just kind of radiates this energy that's very pleasant and inviting and it's just great to to hear you, you the passion that you have for this topic and um so i want to thank you for coming out and taking the time not really coming out, but 
You're, yep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> taking we'll do the time. One. We'll do day. a live one. We'll do oh, a live one. Oh, I can't one wait day. to we'll, do we'll live do, ones. We will. Yeah, it's funny because people can't see this, but on the other side of the room, there is a studio that I built to do these podcasts live. And I finally did my first one with my daughter uh, recently because she's like the one person <laughs> that I could do an in-person one with. So yeah, that was really exciting. But I, I want to thank you. And I know we've mentioned mold a lot. And I think a lot of people out there don't realize how much mold of is an issue for people. So if you're not feeling well and you're not sure why and, you, and you've heard this and you haven't looked if mold might be an issue, uh, it's worth looking in, into because um, I think the stat is about half the buildings in the country at some point have had water damage. And if you want to learn more about that, the book that I would recommend to start out with is uh, by Dr. Neil Nathan, Toxic. Um, I, I think it has a longer title than that. But um, I think it's something along the lines of how to heal from chronic mold and mm -hmm. Lyme, maybe. And it's excellent. And it's a good entry point of an overview. But I think there are a lot of people out there that are sick from mold and just don't know it yet. And, mm -hmm. um, and if you don't know it, then you might hit some dead ends through seeing your doctor. So, uh, and the AMP coil is just a tremendous tool to assist in a, a healing process when, when that is at play. Yeah, I, I always, you know, just to speak to mold, because we just touched on it for a second. I, I had, I, you know, I don't, I, I do go by how I feel with, with tools, red lights, amp coils, ozone, but I also look at biomarkers. You know, I look at my blood, I test my urine for mycotoxins, which are the downstream metabolites of mold. You know, I'm always looking at what's happening. I went from, you know, off the charts with chitonium, um, some stachybotrys, some aspergillus, aflatoxins, off the, you know, everything in the, in the 90 percentile. And I think through real-time laboratories, which is a mold mycotoxin test, everything was normal oh, aside wow. from aflatoxins. And that came down halfway. Now I have to retest and I, and I, it's funny. It's like, I had another exposure, you know, to be on the planet and to be around these modern day building materials, you're going to be around mold. So you've right. always got to be looking at it and, and trying to mitigate, but mold is big. And, and I'll go back to the, the orchestra. It's just a part of the orchestra. You can't run from mold. You can't be, you know, the more neurotic about every building you walk in that you're going to have an exposure that keeps you in a state of fear. But I think we have a responsibility. Again, this is why a priority program of having a daily method to mine the energetic body to help the detoxification process is so important. It's not something you're gonna do for three months and be like, oh, I, I detoxed. Uh-uh, ain't gonna happen, sorry. It's more of a, a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, yeah. yeah. Uh, if, if folks wanna reach out to you and learn more and maybe get some coaching or just have um, a deeper dive with what your offerings are, what's the best way for folks to reach you? Well, I, I would say, you know, I would say this less, I, I am such a fan of the work you do and I would really love to support, you know, your studios and your mission and the YouTube channel. So if anybody wants to connect and talk about podcasting, if anybody wants to talk about amp coil, if you want to talk about coaching, you know, anybody who comes in through and wants to talk more about amp coil, um, just go to our, uh, there's a, there's a 
contact us button on ampcoil.com. We can put that in the show link and book a book, a, a consult with a product specialist. You know, okay. we'll talk about what's going on, what the technology does, if it's a right fit for you. And I'm happy to offer us something special for your listeners um, cool. when they call in. Thank and you. yes, you know, just to support your program. We rarely do that, um, but that would be a, a special offer for your listeners. So what I would say is when they write in, just ask to connect with Freddie at Ampcoil and, and we can actually get on a call and we can talk. Um, people can also, if you're interested in coaching and it's a health thing, it's a functional, functional medicine health coaching thing, then go to freddysetgo.com. And there's That's actually- an awesome a, website, by the way. What uh, a great name, Freddie Set Go. <laughs> I'm working, well done I'm, grabbing that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't take credit. It was a really, really good friend of mine, my friend Sheena named it one day in the park. She's like, Freddie said, go. So I, I've, <laughs> I stuck with that one. And, and there's episodes of my podcast, which is the beautifully broken podcast. Obviously we talk about a lot of, we talk about a lot of functional health, a lot of transformational technology. And in this season, we're really, really, really like blowing the doors off these survivor stories. People oh, cool. who have been through metastatic brain cancer, people who have been through mold, Lyme, you know, it's, it's going to be a great season. We're going to launch season two sometime in August. And so you can listen to the podcast there, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. And like I said, on the, on the Freddy Set Go, there's a coaching tab. And if you want to do a consult, if you want to do a coaching, if you want to sit down for an hour session and you want me to unpack what I see going on and give you a priority list, um, that's something we can definitely set up. And and again, I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, whatever, if anybody books anything through me on coaching, we'll do, you know, we'll do 15% towards less in his studio and his podcast mission, everything like that. So oh, thank you very much. So we'll link to all that in the show notes. Freddie, I want to respect your time. We're coming up on an hour and a half here. Um, this has been a, a really <laughs> enjoyable conversation. I, I was waiting for it for a while and hopefully it won't be the last. Maybe we'll We'll do this again uh, sometime soon. And I want to check out some of those success stories. I am always get inspired by the success stories. So I'll check out a little bit more of the Beautifully Broken podcast. Um, thanks again. For the listeners out there, I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Uh, I'm grateful for your listening today. And hopefully you took something from it that you could find useful and maybe add some value to your life. If you have any questions or comments about what we talked about today, please send them in. I look forward to hearing from them. Um, and I guess I hope you guys have a terrific day. Well, thanks again for listening today. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I know I did, and hopefully you got some value out of it. Uh, Freddie offers just a lot of information. I feel like we just kind of scraped the surface on a lot of topics today. So hopefully in upcoming episodes, these ideas will have uh, an opportunity to kind of double click and go a little deeper on. Uh, if you are enjoying these podcasts, please let me know with a review on your podcast player. And if you have any requests for topics or certain guests, I'll do my best to, to work on them. And if there's anything you'd like to share with the community, please do. I really enjoy the feedback. Uh, I hope again, thanks again and have a great day.